0614-104702. Food feature. 16 minutes after 1 o'clock and our food feature for today. We're joined by the founder of Red Chamber chatting, Red Chamber, Emma Chen. And we take your calls, 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line, 072-702-1702. Emma, welcome to the show. Welcome to our new studios. Thank you so much. Yay to be here. <laughs> In now, my rugby jersey. Yes, in your rugby You got the memo, I see. And um, you know I'm even more excited when you told me that you've been here before for your book with Jenny Chris Williams. And now you're I back. I can't remember how many years ago. More than 10 years ago, I'm <laughs> More sure. than 10 years. My goodness. So things have changed since you've been here. Yes. <laughs> and this time you have come along with food. And um, I, I'm excited because I absolutely love um, Asian cuisine and the flavors. Um. Chat to us just if you if you look back at your your food journey. I mean, I would imagine growing up in a Taiwanese home um, that you would have always been in the kitchen because that's just a part of the culture. Yes, especially I grew up in a military camp. Oh, because my father was a soldier. Yes, it's, they just lost the war to the communist Chinese. Mm. So we grew up with sharing all the food. It's a communal kitchen. Everybody oh. cooked together. So I think I used to work around yes. and with other kids. There's no your children, my children. Everybody stop at wherever there was food and just share everything. And that sounds like such a beautiful community upbringing. But I want to take the opportunity to segue a little bit here. Um, do you do you think that that environment instilled something in you that is very different from those that maybe didn't grow up on a military camp with you know, being family members of soldiers? Most likely. Because for me, sharing is almost first instinct. And I always watch if other people have something to on their table, on, on their plate. Mm. I think I always learned to play this mother role yes. from bringing up, sharing everything. You become very observant mm. of whether other people have enough food on their plate or on their boat. Yes. So it's just how I am. I'm, I'm always watching and I've been playing because I'm the firstborn. Yes. I think I know what my parents are struggling with. You learn to become observant mm. of that. Mm. So mm. I think that's just something I grew up with. It become part of me. So at what point then, um, you know, in that environment, what cuisine were you eating? Because maybe some people be like, but if you were Taiwanese, why are you making Chinese food? Maybe share with us um, the, the, the difference in cuisines and what you were used to growing up with compared to what you prepare now. I think people often forgot how big China is. Yes. Each province has its own dishes. Yes. I actually did one exercise more than 10 years ago. I asked my staff or my Chinese staff, please give me a list of 20 of your favorite dishes. Mm. So I was looking at like a hundred dishes mm. and there's only two dishes. I mean, one dish that appeared twice in, in two people. Oh, really? Yeah, that was educational for me too. Yes. I always know that you, you ask every second Chinese, they will tell you something different mm. that they like. So when we have Chinese tourists, we always have to find out what do you mean by Chinese tourists? Where Which exactly? Yes. yes. North, South. So Taiwan is a very interesting infusion of different people from mainland mm. after the war. Mm. So the way in a military camp is you just learn from each other. Mm. 
So, of course, it's a greater influence of Sichuan cuisine because that was the last stronghold of National Army. Mm, mm. So I brought, that's why my preference is normally quite spicy. Yes. As you, you could tell. Very spicy. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Very sp- it's got quite a kick. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering, for, for those of us that are not a part of the culture, right? How do we, what do we, which part of the food do we look at to try and distinguish which areas from? For example, if you look at bub. Yes. It's prepared very differently in different yeah. regions so if you go to the north in Limpopo it's a lot softer you go to you know the the Cape side it might be more crummy and textured so what should we look at because I think rice is pretty much the same everywhere uh, it, it, not in, really in that space. because mm. for example my home we probably would eat rice not more than twice a week oh. because my mom coming from the north of China, might yes. prefer things made from wheat. Yes. So, and pap is part of it. You know, they will use mealy meal as well mm. to make a bread. So she always makes dumplings, noodles, pancakes, mm. or steamed buns, steamed bread. Um, as my there was no says. oven, but it's a lot of wheat-based product. Yes. She yes. was most at home uh, making those things. I think she was homesick. Mm. I didn't understand that when I was little. I didn't know why my mom was always cooking, making dough. And because that is her expression of her link to her hometown, which she never went again. She never saw her parents again. Mm. Mm. So that generation after the war was tragic. Yes, yes. And I'm very lucky. Mm. We didn't go through it. But we heard enough stories. Mm. To understand that's something you just absolutely avoid. You know, you speak about your, your mom making dumplings pretty much every day. And I've, I've observed top Michelin star chefs absolutely struggle just, you know, churning out thin type of, you know, noodles or um, getting the dumplings to just be perfectly shaped. When you were growing up, are these things that just became a daily practice um, yes. that when I don't want to say a Westerner, but in the context of this conversation and the content that I've seen, anybody that came from the West, even though they've had years of experience, will struggle just making some of those things. Which, which would you say if, if, if um, a person had to pick one thing to make properly is the one we should learn to make? Is it noodles from scratch? I know I would probably go with the dumplings, but even that is so difficult. I think now, even in China, I notice I'm talking Taiwan, China. You can go because making the dough from scratch is a lot. It's very time consuming. Mm. So the supermarket sell those they call the dumpling dough. Yes, you can buy in a in a cylinder shape. So you only have to make the filling, which make it easier. Mm. But mm. of course, we didn't grow up with that kind of luxury. Mm. So. But you get involved from a little child. My mom would give us a little bit leftover dough to play with. Mm. And then we would try to make it into a round shape. And it's always a teamwork. It's never one person making the dumplings at any household. Mm. Everybody's involved. If your neighbor is sitting in the kitchen with your mom, she would participate, uh, filling the dumpling, rolling it, everybody help. Mm. And Mm. then you can actually get it done in half an hour because Mm. it's a teamwork. And everybody's used to it. 
And like mm. my dad's speciality is boiling the dumplings. Yes. That nobody must boil because he knew the secret. <laughs> like how many times you fill the cold water and bring it to boil. He has his theory. And how you must turn your spoon so they don't stick together. And then the soup from boiling the dumplings. You must drink that after eating like 30 dumplings. And yes. you are so full. You still drink that mm. because we believe that soup help you to digest mm, mm, mm. have have you found with all you know you're speaking now about the supermarkets to get so many of these things you can buy you know frozen steamed uh, uh, buns or you can even there's now even sp- special korean supermarket has it made your life in south africa feel like you're much closer to home yes but also make me feel how large china is mm. When I now go to say Serodin, which yes. is the most well-known Chinatown in Johannesburg, yes. you will see that this supermarket specializes in certain province cuisine. Oh wow! The other one would specialize in different cuisine, mm. which never was here mm. when I when it was only the Taiwanese here. Yes. So the the size of the community brought in all the diversified ingredients that we never encountered before, which. I'm just realizing now that I wasn't even aware that the cuisine is so specific to each region because if for me as a lay person, I'm like, I'm going to go to the Chinese supermarket, I would not even notice certain things. If I'm just asking for soy sauce rice, I wouldn't know, oh, this one is specific to this region. I want to talk about some of the food that you've come with today uh, that we got to enjoy, some crunchy green bean, the three flavored chicken, the cumin lamb where my mouth nearly fell off because <laughs> it had such a super kick and then suddenly my sinuses were opened. The pork dumplings, I couldn't get to uh, taste those because they had some nuts in them, but they textured. And then I have to be honest, my favorite thing that you served us today is the ginger ice cream. I I thought it would be bitter, but because the ginger became, you turned it into such a beautiful syrup, you made the ice cream home. I mean, Wow. Talk to us about the few, uh, the food that one can really expect when they go to Red Chamber. So I brought today, not the not normal Chinese, you know, you think about Chinese food. Yes. Suin sour. Yes. Suin sour pork, uh, sizzling beef, chicken sweet corn soup. Yes. That is a normal or the casual chicken. I avoided those. I brought you the dishes I personally like. Yes. As I said, I like something spicy. And I... I didn't bring the noodles to get today. Mm. I just thought, let me just use a lettuce. Yeah. Because the summer, let's make the meal lighter. And that was so nice because you could just make a little wrap for yourself. Yes. Yes. And then the the dumplings you were talking about, we have many different varieties, which we all make on site. Mm. Even our noodles is made on site. So when people ask me, what is the difference of red chamber and normal takeaway? Mm. You talk about the different sauce. Yes. I think you use good ingredients and also you try to make everything from scratch. Mm. So you have better quality control that way. Like all the dumplings we make ourselves, all the noodles we make ourselves, or the pancake we make ourselves. Mm. Even each single prong that people see, a uh, cashew prong, each one, we buy them in the shell, so we show them and devane them ourselves, mm. just so we make sure it is as good quality as we can get. And I think the, the, the food really, really is 
the flavors are so unique. It's not what you're going to find at the franchise groups of any type of Asian cuisine. It's so specific um, um, to to Red Chamber. Red Chamber, of course, is based in Hyde Park Corner, and people can come through and enjoy. I'm wondering, what are the drinks that you serve that are unique? Chindal beer. Mm. And then if you want something heavy, our fire water. Fire it's water. It's only 62% alcohol. 62% <laughs> alcohol. Isn't that the same amount as absinthe? So wait, what? how is that alcohol made? Fire water. It's distilled, I don't know how many times, from sorghum. Is that is a northern kind of drink. Remember that the climate yes. is bordering Russia. Yes. So it's like minus it can get very 18. Cold. Yes. People tend to drink stronger liquor when they are in a cold climate. So do you sip on it or do you drink it as oh, a shot? Oh, you down it. <gasps> and not a small glass either. What? Oh my goodness. Okay, so you better make sure you take an Uber when you go there. And then very quickly, I mean, you, you've brought a gift, a, a gift of a book for me that I just want to share with any, any, uh, everybody. Emperor Can Wait by Emma Chen, Memories and Recipes from Taiwan. Uh, where can people get this book? Now it's out of print, but I think you can still download. Okay, it's, so they can get digital copies? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and what is special about this book? It's a, it's a life story. Mm. I think I'm, people sometimes, some of my friends tease me. They say, Emma, you are so one track minded because you always think about food. And I ask myself, and I say, that's what I am, unfortunately. Yes. I have such good memory of food. Yes. Don't ask me about anything else. And I think uh, that is a positive thing because it just speaks to um, you knowing exactly where you are, what you love, and you know you're at the right place in your life. If everybody can say you're obsessed with food, you're in food, you're at the right place. The website is redchamber.co.za. Head over and find them at Hyde Park Corner. If you want to try fire water, please take an Uber, guys. 62% alcohol is not a joke. And um, I'm hoping that you are filled up um, um, as soon as the spring box win and we celebrate with some fire in our mouths. Thank you so much, Emma, Thank for you. coming Let's through. Let's hope so. No, we're not hoping it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.